Ladies and gentlemen, it's the best show on the internet, Reddit Readings, and today we are here with episode 131. Terribly sorry that it's slightly late, it took my kettle a while to boil. Don't forget, if you just hate ads or want to listen to more of our show, check out our Patreon. Links are down below, along with links to YouTube and all our other goodies that we're starting to work on. This is r slash Petty Revenge, so grab your tea, your popcorn, and let's dive right into it. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Today, our first story is from Sudden Pineapple 821 How I stopped an ex-roommate from taking food off of my plate. I used to live with a roommate a few years ago. She was a friend of mine for a very long time and she had some habits I was unaware of until I lived with her. One of my least favorites was her eating habits. This girl ate like a pig. She never ever closed her lips while chewing and would always take more than her fair share if it was a shared meal. She would do things like cook steaks over and over in the same pan and leave the grease and butter in the pan on the stove in between for days or weeks and then got mad at my cat for jumping up there to eat some of it. I never ate her cooking because I didn't trust it for obvious reasons. The worst habit though was taking food off of your plate while you were eating. I resigned to eating in my room or outside just to avoid this. The dog begged less than she did. I asked her to stop so many times and she never listened to me. So this is how I fixed it. And also where I get really petty. There were two things I knew about this woman. One, she's got the palate of a toddler. Salt and pepper on a dry ass piece of meat. Ketchup is spicy. Fresh herbs who? And two, she loves mac and cheese. So this is what I did. Unlike her, I live for spicy. I grow some crazy hot peppers every year and just love the feeling of a toasty mouth. I was at the store and found some pepper jack cheese. Not any pepper jack cheese though. Ghost pepper jack cheese. I brought that bad boy home and made some mac and cheese. I went the whole nine yards with it too, with the crusted top and everything. I waited until just before she got home from work and sat my butt down with a nice plate of my spicy mac and cheese. She walked in to see me eating this stuff and this time actually asked me if she could have some of it off of my plate. 
I casually told her I didn't mind at all, but just neglected to tell her that the cheese did in fact have a kick. Even for me, I was struggling to eat this stuff with a straight face. She took a big bite of it. Her reaction was unchanged at first. And then it started to twist. I think that's really the only appropriate description of that facial expression. Her face got bright red, and I watched the tears and beads of sweat form on her forehead. She ran to the kitchen for milk. I casually said, you know, that stuff does have a bit of a kick to it. Probably should have warned you. She came up with many new and creative insults, but she never took food from me again. Do what you gotta do. This reminded me of something. Alright kids, everyone sit round in a circle. It's time for story time with Kraken. Now, I used to live in uh, uh, what in the UK is called a bed It's like apartments and it has like a shared kitchen area. Which means a shared fridge. Now, unfortunately, as always is the case, there was one asshole that just took whatever the fuck he wanted and then lied through his teeth about it when we're like asking people, right, which one of you bastards is nicking our food? So we'd put things in the fridge and bits of it would go missing or like whole tubs of stuff. Like, no one minds if you nick a little bit of butter because you ran out. <sighs> you know, you can overlook that sort of thing, but we're talking like whole tubs of fucking ice cream going missing. Now, we asked everyone, and there was lots of speculation about who it was, but no one ever fessed up. Everyone denied it, because of course they did. But it became very, very apparent that the guy that was stealing the food had a thing for ice cream. It was always the ice cream that he nicked first. And he didn't just take a portion of ice cream. This motherfucker nicked the whole tub. Now, we came up with a plan. We bought some ice cream. And we bought the hottest shit we could find, which I think at the time was like concentrated ghost chili extract. We melted the ice cream down, filled it with the ghost chili extract, and then put it back. Now, my dumbass had to test this, all right? Because I was like, milk helps with chili stuff, right? It, it helps numb it. When you eat something that's too hot, you go and drink milk. So ice cream, which is cold, right, is going to help. It's going to nullify it. Maybe we need to add more. No, motherfuckers. Nuh-uh. It makes it one bajillion times worse. Because the cold makes everything sensitive. It makes your fucking teeth spicy. Do you know what it's like to have spicy teeth? It's not fun. Not only that, not only does it not help cool anything down at all, it acts as a conduit. The moment, the second that that ice cream hits your tongue, it melts and it dissolves and it coats your entire mouth with oily chili. It gets in between your teeth, down the side of your tongue. It is horrendous. I took a tiny, tiny, tiny speck of this and dropped it on my tongue and immediately it just spread throughout my entire mouth. It was the worst experience of my life. Now, just to finish it off, because, you know, it's nice that the top hole is burning, but this guy's an arsehole and we want his back hole to burn as well. I happen to have prescription strength, like industrial strength laxative with me at the time. 
This stuff wasn't the, oh, I've got a bit of a dodgy tum-tum that's not moved in a while, I'll take some of this and it'll help. No, this is the pre-op stuff for surgery. The stuff they give you before surgery that just causes you to empty everything violently. I dumped the whole lot in. We refroze this ice cream, put it back. A couple of days later, there was one mouthful missing. Never again did food ever go missing from that fridge ever again. Anyway, that's a Reddit readings original for you. True story as well. <laughs> Our next story is from MindlessNote3735. You try to look down on me, and I go even lower. To clarify, this took place in Germany. I, female, 31, had a very weird group of friends in high school, the if you have friends like this, you don't need enemies kind. One of these girls was Julia. She treated me horribly, but in the same breath would call me her best friend without letting me really have a say in the matter. She would rip me to shreds behind my back, make up rumors about me, etc. It was a very confusing time and somehow our cliques stuck together through the years of secretly creating drama and disliking each other. In hindsight, it's all dumb 14-year-old high school girly stuff, but at the time it truly hurt me a lot. Julia had to repeat a grade and changed schools and I cut the friendship off right there. She still had friends at my school though and so the rumors continued for years. Even up to my mid-twenties, I would hear from people, Oh, weren't you the girl who slept with XYZ? Even though I was the most boring, introverted high schooler ever. I learned to shrug it off, but knowing so many people had an awful misconception of me because of Julia was disheartening and anxiety-inducing. There was a good chance people my age had heard of me, even if they hadn't met me. This weekend I was back in my hometown and attended an event with some friends, none of which I went to high school with. We were standing at a table drinking wine and enjoying the sun when one of my friends pointed out that a neighboring table kept looking at me. I looked and it was Julia and a whole bunch of other women quickly turning their heads away. They had been looking me up and down and clearly gossiping. Now, I'm not currently in my best phase. I've gained some weight. I was dressed cute but sloppily and was disheveled and sweaty. I felt self-conscious and obviously this was not how I wanted to meet a person as I had such a bad history with. But I'm not that boring introverted high schooler anymore. Nowadays, I'm outspoken, opinionated and a little bit mischievous when the occasion arises. So I decided it was time to stretch my acting muscles and be pretty for once. I went over, all question marks and polite smiles being like, Hi, I saw you looking, can I help you with anything? I did not say that sarcastically, I was genuinely just being polite. The woman looked surprised. And then one of them pointed at Julia and said, Oh no, Julia here just said you used to go to the same school. I looked at Julia right in her face and said super excitedly, Oh really, the Montessori school? Which was my grade school. Julia looked really put off. Her face was super scrunched up and she replied confused, No, our high school. Listen, I'm not an actress, but I know I pulled this off perfectly. I made a surprised, then pensive face and said, Oh, oh, 
and your name is i could tell julia was getting irritated she said her name and i fought for a second and then apologized and said oh my goodness this is so embarrassing i really can't place you how long were we in class together until eighth grade she looked so uncomfortable at that she was looking at my face like she clearly wanted to say more but couldn't tell if i really didn't remember her it was glorious I was acting my butt off, sort of smiling apologetically and saying, Boy, I'm so sorry, that was nearly 17 years ago. (laughs) But hey, please don't take it personally. I really only remember the names of people I was friends with back then. The other women were all sort of chuckling uncomfortably. And one of her friends even said, Oh yeah, that happens to me all the time too. I can never place former classmates. We were just laughing a little. And then Julia just threw in a really meek, We were friends. I wanted to laugh at her at that point, but I kept it in and just sort of shrugged it off and said, I'm so sorry, I really don't recall, but hey, it was nice seeing you again. I hope you ladies have a nice evening. The look on her face when I turned away was priceless. I will dream about it for years. I could tell her other friends didn't really think much about the whole interaction, but Julia was clearly embarrassed. So I made sure to wink at her when she passed me to leave the event. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus our next one is from I work with weed Asshole boss loses his golden goose, gets his business shut down. So this isn't my story. I had a co-worker who left for another job because it was $7 more per hour. Totally understandable. So co-worker takes this amazing job. Apparently within the first week she realizes that her asshole boss is a complete drunk psychopath. He would come in daily with a case of beer or a bottle of tequila or something else alcoholic. He also had a lot of pills, Adderall, Vicodin, any addictive drugs, he had it. Boss tells the co-worker that he makes over 10k daily, a literal golden goose. Co-worker was hired to be the manager in a warehouse that packaged Kratom. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's a tree from Southeast Asia. The leaves have an alkaloid that affects the opium receptors in the brain. It helps with pain and gives a person energy. It also helps mitigate the withdrawal symptoms from opioids. Within the first two weeks, co-worker was yelled at for helping her team package, screamed at in front of her team, made to feel stupid. Co-worker was also sexually harassed by boss. He would make comments about her body. You think because you have a nice ass you can do whatever you want? Co-worker often left work in tears. About two weeks later, boss brings in his side piece or mistress and tells co-worker that mistress is a manager as well. Though mistress didn't do anything other than play on her phone and sit on her ass, unless boss was around. I live in a state where cannabis is legal, medicinal and recreational. Apparently, boss was using marijuana shake in place of kratom. He was also spraying the kratom with THC distillate. It's what's put into vapes. 
but selling it to smoke shops as CBD-infused kratom. But he wasn't using ethanol or butane to extract it. Both are safe for human consumption. Asshole Boss was using isopropyl alcohol, which is toxic to humans. Also, in my state, any marijuana that is extracted with isopropyl alcohol will not pass the testing because it's not safe for human consumption. Here comes the petty revenge. Coworker quits without notice, stops answering any calls from boss or mistress. When she told me how he was extracting the THC, I told her what he was doing was illegal and very detrimental to society. Every state has a board that monitors marijuana, we'll call them the board. I told co-worker she should contact the board and let them know what boss was doing. One, he didn't have a license for the marijuana, which is required by any state it's legal in. Two, he was causing harm and possible death for anyone who used his product. Three, he was a drunk, sexual harassing psycho. Four, what he was doing was wrong. Five, labeling something with infused CBD when it's THC is wrong. And six, co-worker could report it anonymously. About a week later, co-worker hears through the grapevine that the board showed up and boss was totally drunk with a bottle of tequila open in front of him, pills all over the desk. It was not a good day for boss. End of story, boss ended up having his business shut down. Now the board are known for giving huge fines, up to millions, possible jail time, court fees, lawyer fees. I think boss deserved it. Our next one is from BeardGuitar123. Neighbor called code enforcement on me about my lawn without even speaking directly to me first. Now, I'm really gonna piss him off. A little background info. My wife and I purchased our house a few years ago, and the day we moved in, our neighbor, Roger, called the cops on us for moving in too loud. We weren't playing music or even talking amongst ourselves, just my wife and I moving our belongings into our new house. Cops came. I explained that I was just moving in and they apologized for bothering us. Roger, in all of his retired proud boy glory, comes out of his house immediately after they left to let us know that he is the one that called the cops and in more words says he is setting the tone for our new life. Even still, we were super cordial with the guy because we wanted to make a good impression in our new neighborhood. It's our first home, and it was important to us to make it homey. About a year or so later, our first son is born. We let our property fall to the back burner while we adjusted to parenthood and a few newspapers piled up on our driveway, and in the rain, sort of melt onto our driveway. All on our property. Roger comes knocking on our door to complain. I tell him that we're sorry and we let it get away from us. I explain that we have a newborn son and I would get to it ASAP. He digs in and starts telling me when he was a new father he didn't let anything affect his property and he tells me I'm being lazy. I said, then why don't you pick it up if you're so worried about it? To which he says, Raul, I want you to pick up that fucking mess. I was trying to be semi-cordial still because I'm not interested in unnecessary conflict with my neighbor, so I told him, fine, I'll get to it, and he left. Later that year, Roger comes over one day to ask if he can trim the trees that hangs over my fence onto his side of the fence, and I'm fine with it, so I say no problem, 
and he casually mentions how one time when a 17-year-old kid's friend with a delinquent drug addict's son at the time broke into his garage, he hit him in the head with a baseball bat until he was retarded, and the police came and he was cleared of all responsibilities because it was a break-in. He's smiling and laughing while telling me this. Noted, I think to myself. This guy is a fucking piece of shit psychopath. Well, it's a couple of years later now with a few more minor run-ins but nothing too significant. And my wife and I just had our second son one month ago. About 10 days ago, son isn't even 3 weeks old at this time, I get a notice at my door saying my lawn is in violation of the city's code. I mowed it 2 days before my son was born, so it's been about 3 weeks since I mowed it and it's been raining since. I have 48 hours to comply. I call the number on the card and no answer, so I call the non-emergency line to verify what my responsibility is because of the vague wording on the door hanger. It's because one of the types of grass in my lawn, growing very sparsely like one blade per square inch, is over 12 inches tall. The majority of the grass was like 2 to 3 inches long, but there was another type there as well that grew faster. I told them that I'm a new father and asked for an extension to deal with it later. They said don't even worry about lawn, just take care of the baby. So now with some newfound confidence I mow my lawn in a spiral shape, leaving lots of grass remaining as a middle finger to whoever, we know who it was at this point in the story right, called the cops on me about my lawn. A couple of days later Roger talks to me over our shared backyard fence and asks about my lawnmower and if it's busted or something. I told him, no, I just have more important priorities than mowing my lawn and tell him about my new son. And then I ask if he was the one that called the cops on me about it. He said he called code enforcement, but not on me. He called on my new neighbors on the other side, a really nice Mexican family who is always diligent about their lawn and always working outside on their new property. He says code enforcement must have happened to notice my lawn when they went to follow up on his call next door. At this point I say something along the lines of, look, I'm a pretty fucking cool guy. If you have concerns about my property then you can speak with me directly. He swears up and down he didn't call on me and that it was just a coinkadink. Yeah, whatever. About a week after that, yesterday, he knocks on my door, and I already know what's coming. I answer the door, kind of chuckling, and greet him. He's kind of chuckling too at this point because it's fucking ridiculous. He says, Hey, so you said I could talk to you if I had an issue with your property? I tell him, yeah, by all means. He gestures to my lawn and asks what it's all about. I say, it's uh, kind of like a middle finger to whoever called code enforcement on me. He is irate. Says if it's a middle finger to him, I stop and remind him that he told me he didn't call them on me so he shouldn't feel targeted. He ignores me and restarts his sentence the same way again. So I cut him off again and say, I specifically am telling you it's not a middle finger to you, Roger. He says, if it's a middle finger to me, then this means war. Over what? I asked him laughing. He's getting bigger and huffier by the second and tells me I'm a lazy piece of shit and my property is in shambles. Lol. And that all the other neighbors mow their lawn. I remind him I have a newborn son and that my lawn can suck my dick for now. He puffs up as big as he can and says, I never had this issue when I was a new father. 
I told him I don't give a shit about what he did as a dad. Ironically enough, his drug addict son lives in the house on the other side of him and causes trouble in the neighborhood regularly. Cars peeling out, people screaming at each other, drug addicts always waiting outside, etc. Now he tells me he's going to call code enforcement on me every day, and I tell him to get the fuck off my property. He says, move me! So I tell him I'm calling the cops, and he says, do it, so I grab my phone and start dialing. He walks to the sidewalk and keeps yelling at me about how I'm lazy and not fit to own my property. Cops come to speak with us. Very anticlimactic. They did make sure to let him know that he needs to get off my property when I say so, and that's all I wanted from them. Tomorrow I'm going to take my hedge trimmers and mow my maze down to 11 inches. Fuck you, Roger. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I can't wait to see you on Wednesday if you're on our Patreon or Friday if you're not. But either way, I will see you this week once more with some fantastic stories. If you want to support our show or want more episodes, head on over to our Patreon. It has changed recently to RR Show. So don't get too confused about that. <laughs> Until next time, folks, take care. Peace out. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.